Hello, thank you for listening to the Market Lane Coffee Podcast and our coffee rollout series where we introduce new coffees to the Market Lane team. My name is Einar and I'm here with Jason. Hello, Jason. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Anna. Hello, everyone. Thanks again for listening. Before we start, I was just wondering, what have you been up to lately at work? Recently, I've been cupping a little bit. So we've got a container three from Colombia that we're trying to confirm the coffees on. And we tasted some beautiful Chiroso lots from Australia and Edward Chasoy and... Yeah, some very interesting coffees. They'll be landing around December. Cupped the landed Zell Cafe container, so the coffee from Santa Clara La Soledad has finally arrived. It's been long delayed. And a little bit of maintenance as well. We had our air compressor not working this morning at the roastery, so I had to do some urgent repairs to that, and thankfully everything's up and running. It was very smoky for a moment. Mm. And what else? Well, we're finalizing our carbon neutral application. Um, we're pretty much there. I've just been pestering everyone with this survey about how they get to work, and I think we've got enough results to submit it. So we're very close to doing that which is exciting so who judges if you're carbon neutral or not it's a good question you can be certified by a uh, organization like climate active it's a brand name that says these people are carbon neutral but really technically as long as you're audited and you comply with the, the standard like there's some international standard which says you're carbon neutral uh, you don't need to be certified by uh, an external party um, but we're using a consultancy firm called pangolin and they've done uh, quite a few carbon neutral applications in the past so the coffee that we're talking about today is uh, South Benedito from Chapada Diamantina in Brazil. A lot of our staff might remember it from last year. Uh, it's produced by Silvio Leite and he's been working with coffee since he was 12 and he's been in the coffee business for over 40 years but his first harvest from his farm was in 2020 so last year. We've been working with Silvio for a long time. I was wondering could you tell us a little bit more about his farm project? Yeah so Silvio is very passionate about the region in Bahia Chapada Diamantina around Piata and he has always wanted to grow coffee and and produce specialty coffee in a way that sort of sets a standard or can help sort of highlight the ways in which you can produce specialty coffee in certain regions and in particular for, for Bahia. So he's, he's found a, a very beautiful parcel of land and we visited when we were there in 2018. And there was basically nothing there so he had everything lined up ready to go but nothing planted and his aim for the property is to turn it into I guess sort of like a role model farm where he can show other producers the different ways of growing coffee and, and how it's possible to produce very high quality specialty coffee in Chapata di Martino. And he's also working with people that we already mentioned in the podcast and had coffees from before, Antonio Rigno and was a kind of a consultant. Uh, the farm manager is Clement from Sitio Cana. Yeah, that's right. Clement's working as the farm manager there at Sao Benedito. And of course, we've bought coffee from Antonio Riglo uh, quite a lot in the past from Sao Judas. And Silvio is also one of the founders of the Cup of Excellence competition. It often come up in the responses to the, our quizzes when people say, what would you mention about this coffee? Uh, the response will be, this coffee was number 20 in COE. I think a lot of this information comes from the top of the MCM website when they Google the coffee. I just want to make sure that everyone is in the know what COE means and also how it works. Well, it's, I guess the reason that it's mentioned often is because it's a very prestigious prize to receive. Because once the coffee gets to that point, it's been cupped many, many times by both national and international juries. It goes through a very, very rigorous quality control program. And only then is it auctioned off and, and sold to coffee roasters around the world. In places like Ethiopia, I know they had two or 3,000 samples submitted for their first cup of excellence. And in the national jury, they whittle that down to only 40 samples. So you're really picking 
the very, very, very best coffee of the country produced in that year. And following that, the international jury whittles the, the list down even further. The standards are extremely high. So the minimum score to win Cup of Excellence with an international jury is 87 points. And if the coffee presents with a major fault at any point in the competition, it's pulled entirely from it. So to win is actually extremely difficult. Yeah, I guess a very prestigious prize to, to win. So it's kind of based on countries. So each country would have their own COE or Cup of Excellence. Yeah, it's not held in every coffee producing country for reasons like financial or whether the country supports the Cup of Excellence program itself because obviously it's it has to be funded somehow but it is held in a lot of coffee producing countries and it's a it's a really great well-recognized quality competition and it also benefits the farmer yeah so the idea behind it is for producers to discover new coffees and for coffee producers to find buyers for their coffee so it's not supposed to be just a one-off transaction where you just buy the top lot every year. The idea is that you can start a relationship with a producer by buying their coffee through Cup of Excellence for the first year and then continuing on the following years. Because the competition has such a high exposure around the world, the prices fetched at Cup of Excellence can be really high. They can get, I think for the Guatemalan Cup of Excellence, we saw that the prices were about 50 US dollars per pound, which is exceedingly high. And that's because there's such a high demand for the, for the coffees and also because the volume of the lots is very very low so following up with a producer for subsequent years for lots that don't necessarily aren't or aren't necessarily submitted into cup of excellence the price you pay for those won't necessarily match that top price but overall yeah it's a great competition for discovering producers or to allow producers to discover their own quality so all the coffees are kind of judged blindly and then given a score yeah there's a very thorough scoring sheet that the national and international juries have to follow and the protocols are very very stringent it's audited by PricewaterhouseCoopers. Um, to make sure that it is completely blind and sort of secret as to what coffee is what. And the results are only revealed at the end of the competition. And we have a good example of a farm that you discovered mm. through yes. Cup of Excellence. Yeah, we discovered uh, Santa Isabel in uh, Coban, in Guatemala. We bought his coffee first through Cup of Excellence and then subsequently directly after that. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, the auction itself? Is it exciting? I've never done the bidding myself. Flo's bid on a couple of auctions. We used to buy more from Cup of Excellence in the past and something we're looking at going back to in the future. It's exciting, but also it's quite a long process. So because of the type of auction it is, the auction only closes when there are no bids for a certain period of time. So like two minutes or something. And if there are no bids for that time, then the auction is completely finished. As long as there's someone awake and bidding, <laughs> then the auction carries on. And for us, it's a little bit difficult because the time that it's held is is picked to suit, you know, Europe and America. Only sometimes it's Asia and Australia. We brewed up some of the um, coffee earlier. Do you want to share your tasting notes? I found a bit of hazelnut, a little bit of soft lemon, brown sugar, a few nutty notes like toasted hazelnut, walnut or almond, milk chocolate, not bursting with fruit character, but a very pleasant, delicious coffee to, to yeah, drink. Yeah, I think brown sugar is kind of a safe word when talking about coffee. Yes. <laughs> it usually tastes like brown sugar mm, some, somewhere yeah. in there. I thought it was quite sweet quite high in acidity for a Brazilian coffee, which makes it interesting. My other notes are red apple, hazelnut, and cocoa. Lovely. Sao Benedito is an pop natural process Catuai varietal from the Chapada Diamantina region of Bahia in Brazil. Tasting notes on the bag are brown sugar with soft orange and almond. This coffee retails for $19 for 250 gram and $6.40 per cup. We will have this coffee on the shelf and on the menu until the beginning of November. Thanks everyone for listening. Please get in touch if you have any questions or feedback. Thank you, everyone. See you soon.